0: Welcome to the Valley Church Our mission is to see change lives and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message you're able to join us today for our all-in worship Sunday both here in person and for those that are online with us and always a special opportunity um, I just reminded uh, that Jesus says let the kids come to him from kids to teens we love worshiping together on those fifth Sundays Well, I grew up going to Disney a few times. I'd walk into those gates and be in awe of the characters and how cool it all was. And I always pictured my Disney family on those family vacations. And then I married a man who doesn't like Disney he doesn't even like amusement parks. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And so, you know, every now and then I would drop a hint to like, someday we will go on like one trip, right? Like that big Disney family vacation. And he comes to me one day and he said, well, we've been given an opportunity to go to Florida. And he's like, I guess God wants you to go to Disney. And I was like, like, yeah like I'm his favorite child yeah we're going to Disney um, but this is a picture of my kiddos from that trip we didn't even get a picture of the four of us it's terrible but they're cute so um, but my kids were tall enough to ride all of the rides and we hadn't really done rides before this so I didn't know what they could handle. I didn't know if they'd get scared, if they'd get sick on them. I I didn't know. So you're know, you easing into it because for all ages, you know what it's like, perhaps, I'm guessing some of you, to get on the wrong ride at the very beginning of your park day, and then you feel terrible for the rest of the day, and you're like, shouldn't have done that one yet. Um, And so I wanted to make sure that didn't happen, or I'd pick one that they'd be terrified to ride anything ever again. And so we're easing into it while I quickly discover These kids are riders. It does not matter. There is no fear. Zalame was like, again, like after every ride. Actually, I think I have a picture. Do we have the, yeah, Mark's, (laughs) he's not going to, that was Mark's, like, excitement about that ride, Um, (laughs) but Dylan's happy. Okay, and then uh, this is Zalame, yes, on the roller coaster. She loved them, Um, but even as we got in line for other rides, so I'd been on all of them. I now knew they were good. I kind of knew what to expect. But you know when you get in a line, especially a long wait, and then especially at Disney, like the wait in line is part of the experience. And so sometimes as they were waiting, they'd start to get a little nervous. They'd start to get worked up like, is this going to be too scary or is this too intense or what's it going to be? And they'd get nervous to ride the ride. And I would to, like, to look at them. I'd get down on their eye level, put my hands on their shoulder. I'd wrap them up and I'd say, trust your mama. You're going to think this is awesome. Trust your mama, right? And then we had, we had a grand old time. I say that to my kids a lot, actually, when I thought about it. I tell my kids, trust your mama a lot in a lot of different situations. Um, it might be where I'm like, hey, Dylan, come over here. I, I want to tell you something. And he looks at me like, why? <laughs> what do you, why? Um, and I'm like, trust your mama, because I know that I'm going to tell him something, he, like I have something exciting to share with them or something he's going to want to do. Trust your mama, Or, um, kids, your parents ever do this? Do you you ever get caught doing something, maybe even teens, um, by that age, usually they just give you the look and you're like, okay. Um, But have you ever done something, kids, that your parents didn't want you to be doing and they're like, come over here, please? And my kids do this like, (laughs) like I don't want to, right? But I look at them, I say, trust your mama sounds a little different that time. Trust your mama. Trust your mama that you really don't want me saying this out loud for everybody to hear. Let me whisper this in your ear, right? I'm trying to take care of you. Trust your mama. Or, or maybe Zal I'm like, he's out. Come over here for a minute. Why? I'm like, trust your mama. Because something's going on that she doesn't know about, and I know that I want her to come over here to me right now so that she's safe or protected, or I'm trying to prevent something, right? Trust your mama and we're so pleased when our kids trust us when you don't have to say it a hundred times and they come right over right doesn't that feel good when they they believe that like okay i can trust my mom on this ride she knows what's good for me or she's trying to take care of me or she ah i'm in trouble but she's she's trying not to embarrass me when when our kids trust us and that's how god feels when we trust him and it pleases him as well that we have faith to follow what he says and to trust him. You know, five years ago-ish, Pastor Andy had this vision to multiply the Valley Church and to to launch a new campus. And go multi say, and Mark and I were in South Carolina at the time um, because we had felt God called us to not work on staff at a church anymore, but to start something new. And so we were getting into that, figuring out what that would look like. And I don't know, we were just like, if we're gonna start a new church and it can be anywhere we want, like we're gonna go to the beach. <laughs> so we tried that. <laughs> here we are in Troy. God is good. No I'm kidding. We love it here. But we got the call from Andy and we launched church. But did you know originally it was supposed to be in Miami East? Like, and so we would drive around looking for a place to launch this church. And for those of you sitting here with us and know the area, you know there are not a lot of places to rent in the Miami East School District, right? And so as we're driving and looking, and I'm going, like, are you sure? Because when we came, they told us this is where, you know, it's going to be in this, for this community. And I was like, are you sure you all heard him right? <laughs> like,
1: are you sure about this?
0: And then a little further later, when I was talking with someone in the Troy area, and they were sharing with me about some other churches that had tried to get started in Troy, new churches to start, and she told me about how they had not worked out. And I was like, oh, Okay, we hadn't launched yet, and I was like, "God, are you sure? <laughs> did we did we hear you right?" Or when our location was set, and our launch team was set, and we were gearing up, and we were hitting that finish line, and we get the call that it's time for us to go to Bogota, Colombia, for a couple of weeks in August. Y'all, the church was to launch in September, and we're gonna be out of the country, like the, the It's hard to, like, starting something new is difficult, whether you're an entrepreneur in business or starting a church. And we're like, God, um, are you sure (laughs) about this timing? Did we hear you right? God, are you sure? I could keep going with situations where there were times where it seemed impossible, right? Like, none of this lines up. The resources, um, the timeline, the odds are stacked against us, and, and launching this campus sometimes felt a little impossible. But good thing it's not just on us, and y'all were here on Easter Sunday, I don't know if you heard about, but it was like standing room only, because people invited friends to come to the Valley Church, now we've got that fixed, that won't, that shouldn't happen again, but for those days when I was like, God, are you sure about this? He's like, Jess, trust your dad, trust your dad, we're going to be in Hebrews today, um, checking out some people that were also in situations that they probably felt were impossible, or when they maybe heard from God, they were like, are you sure about this? It's going to be in Hebrews 11, um, if you've got your Bible, apps to your Bible, and you want to check that out. Um, and the book of Hebrews was written to a very specific group of people in a specific time for a specific purpose. And there were some letters in the Bible that they would write to the churches and they would circulate them, and they were a word for everyone. This one was a written sermon specifically for this group of people. They were Jews who had come to know Christ, um, they had professed him, and they were—they had already faced persecution. They're most likely going to face it again. And the author, whom we do not know for sure, he is concerned about them. He's like, if they face persecution again, I'm not sure they're going to make it through. Furthermore, he was concerned because some of them were starting to doubt their decision in the first place. Like, were we wrong to leave our Jewish tradition and our faith and to follow Christ, and should we have never made that decision? And so he's concerned for them when he writes this book. We're going to go to uh, chapter 11, and verses 1 and 2 say this, Faith is being sure of what we hope for. It is being sure of what we do not see of what we do not see. A lot of times people will say seeing is believing, right? We hear that. But when it comes to the Bible and our faith, it's actually believing is seeing. Because we're going to check out the rest of this chapter where we see people who lived by faith, they took confident action, action based on what God had revealed to them about his character, and they were seeking to do his will in all things. And they stood only on the utterly reliable promises of God. Only on. That sounds bad. That's a pretty good thing to stand on. But that's all they had. They had no guarantees that they could physically see with their eyes. Being sure of what we do not see. You see, you don't have faith. We say that sometimes, like, oh, I have faith. But the truth is, you don't have faith, you do faith. And it's important when we read the Bible, um, we have to ask ourselves, what did it mean to them in that time before we can know what it means to us now? And so, for example, I could take this verse, and it could be very encouraging to me. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. Well, we hope for a lot of things, and hope isn't bad. The Bible talks a lot about hope. But in this specific context, he's not talking about like, oh, I hope mom and dad don't notice that new scratch and dent on the car. They always do. They always do. Okay, or I hope I get an A on that test. I studied a little. Or I hope I get this job. Or I hope this ice cream doesn't, the calories don't count. Or I hope that my parents didn't notice I was late for curfew. We can hope a lot of things, and there's nothing wrong with hope. But I want to make clear that in this passage, when they're talking about this hope, what they're hoping for, it's not like our hopes and dreams. They are hoping... For What God has already said and made known to them It's very specific God has already called them to this thing God has made it known God has said something to them And their hope is that they know God will see it through Because God doesn't go back on his promises That's not who he is And so we go through this big chapter In fact, um, coincidentally, honestly Last week in Valley Kids Elementary We we talked about We call these the heroes of the faith And we went through all of them And I think we've got some fun pictures Just for them to check out Um, but sometimes this is also called the hall of faith like the hall of fame Um, and there's all of these men and women listed and it says by faith gives a name and then it says what happened these people are not praised because of the great things they did or their character in fact that wouldn't stand up and they're only listed in this chapter because of the faith that they showed They were imperfect, they made mistakes, and some of them, what I love about the author is that he gives us like a whole picture of what faith lived out can look like. So sometimes we can think like, oh yeah, I can have faith like that person because the ending is amazing, and like I can hold out for results like that. And some of those stories, their stories are told in this chapter, but there's others where they never lived to see that promise fulfilled, They were only living by faith that they knew that their God who they served was true to his word. And because he had made it known to them, because he had spoken this to them, that they would hang in there by faith alone because what they could see made no sense. I mean, Noah building a giant boat during like a drought, like it makes no sense, but he did it by faith. And so we have all of these lists that show you from those that got to see the promise fulfilled to those who died never knowing whether because it was their old age or their lives were cut short. We won't read those details because there's kids here, but they, ex- they faced hard things. But they are remembered because they trusted that their Heavenly Father, even though it made them look crazy to the world, even though it didn't make sense, it seemed impossible, it was hard, it was painful, it was nonsensical, they lived by faith, confident in what God had said for them to do. And that's why they're listed in the Hall of Faith. And then we get to the end of chapter 11 and the beginning of chapter 12. And we're going to check this out in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses, I want to clarify, this does not mean like there's a cloud in the sky of heaven and all these people are like looking down at us, like cheering us on. What it's talking about is like I just gave you a big list. Witnesses is more about testifying to their telling their story. I have given you this big old list of people whose, whose lives lived out show you. They are a witness to you of what a life of faith looks like. Now, that, therefore, since we're surrounded, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. That can be good things, anything that gets in the way. Not to mention the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. So if you're a person who uh, professes Christ as your Lord and Savior, then for us, chapter 11 is a family history. It's not just all these old guys and women in the Bible, Bible characters and their story, but it's a, it's a family history, a list of our family history in the faith, of faith in verbs. By faith, he did this. By faith, she did that. By faith, he this. By faith, I this. By faith, you do this. By faith, we this do this. You don't have faith. We do faith. And Hebrews 12 is basically saying, it's your turn now. That's what that author was writing in that story. He's like, I know that you're being persecuted and I know things are hard, but look at all of these people, like let their lives be a testimony to you of what God can do when you live by faith. Don't give up. Don't turn away. Like it's your turn now to be a hero of the faith. And that very word to them then is the same that applies to us today in elementary we have a big orange banner and on it it says every day i have a part to play in god's big story because i hope that you've figured this out by now at the valley church we don't think that kids or teens have to wait till they're grown-ups to do something big for god and in this world we think that they're doing it today and right now and we want them to see that that big old list of heroes in the faith is not just bible characters from long ago but they're people like you and me and that we're invited to continue that story Now, some of you, if you have a history with God, I encourage you to reflect on this question, to ask yourself, what is something that you once thought was impossible, but you saw God make it happen? Sometimes when we're put up against something that we feel God's asking us to do, and it seems impossible, we have to go back to our history of faith. We can look at these men and women in the Bible. We can also ask ourselves, what has God already shown me that he can do? Think of a time when it looked impossible and God made it happen. I was actually reminded of this by um, one of our volunteers. We were praying about something, and she got me because I said um, she was injured, and she was holding out to see if, they, if it would be covered by disability and things like that, and we had been praying for this and praying for God's provision for her, and she came and told me she thought it's being covered 100%. She doesn't have to worry about that, and I was like, that's so great, and she looked at me slyly, she's like, and there's something we'd been praying about. She's like, and you will have the faith that God will do that for you too. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, I will. Because when we hear other people's stories of the faith, when we look back and remember in our own personal lives of what God has already done, we remember that we can trust our dad, right? You can trust your heavenly father. And so we're actually going to create some space for this. And I really hope that you guys feel comfortable and free to get up and to walk around and to engage this with whether a friend or as couples or as families, but we've created space to have some time to respond and to listen and to seek God on this. And I'd I'd like you to ask this question as well. What is God saying to me now and what do I need to do about it? Because we're all called into that, that lineup of the faith. And, and faith, right, is something we do. It's not something we have. And there's probably something that God is asking for you to step out in faith in right now. And so I'm, we're going to create some space to ask that. We, we ask that question in kids and teens. What is God showing me and what am I supposed to do about it? What questions do I have? So we've created some response stations for you. I'm going to go over those really quickly, but there's signs as well if you forget. Um, but we've got a station over here at the Candles, and that's for lament. And if you're not familiar with lament, it means grief or sorrow. And it's a way that you can go before God, and you can just give him your griefs and your sorrows, and he can meet you there. There's nobody who understands what it feels like to be in grief and sorrow than God and Jesus. And so both some of, some of you guys have shared things going on in your personal lives that you might like to just, you don't have to have it figured out. You can just sit there in your grief and your sorrow. Light a candle and remember that Jesus Christ still shines light in those dark places, but it's okay to be feeling that grief and sorrow. After the week that we've had nationally, I feel like that's something we can all relate to right now. We've also got some chairs along that wall. There's some black chairs. And if you sit in one of those, somebody would love to come pray with you. You can either tell us what you'd like prayer for, you don't have to say anything at all, but somebody would like to meet you there and to pray with you. We have our map on the wall as we pray for our community and for those that we are praying to come to know Christ. We have the communion station. Those are always beautiful to receive, especially when our kids are in here in teens. We don't always get to do that. The only requirement is that you profess um, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's an open communion to receive. And then lastly, there are cards under your chairs, and on one side they say, what is God showing me, and what questions do I have? Those are great because kids can draw. If they can't write words, or you can write words as well. But we just would encourage you guys to engage in the time of response, to make some space before we kick off this week and to spend that time with Jesus. I'm going to open us in prayer and then feel free to get up and move around and engage. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you meet us here. We thank you that you can understand all of the emotions that we feel, whether we feel grief and sorrow right now, if there's something that we know you're asking us to do, but we're afraid, we thank you that you can meet us in all of those things. I pray for the person who thinks, I don't know if I've ever heard God speak to me at all. I don't even know what that's like. I pray that you would meet them here today. We know that you don't personally have never spoken in an audible voice, but how you can speak to us and reveal things to us, and we can have that certainty in our gut that it is you speaking to us because you long to intimately know us and have that kind of a relationship with us. I pray for the person who's who's not sure if they can have that here today, God, that, that they would find you and meet you here in these next few moments. We thank you for our kids who are so responsive to your voice, and we just pray that you would meet us here. Holy Spirit, come. We make space for you, and we, we are expecting to hear from you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Feel free to move around the room.
1: We're gonna continue in worship this 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 morning. If you wanna stand.
2: i to- Never stop working You're you work it never stop you never stop work Good, he's
1: good. Hallie, what is what is God to you? Mighty. He's mighty. Amen. Haven, do you want to say what God is to you? I can make it put you on the spot. He is so many things, but good and mighty are two of those things, right? He's a miracle worker. Any lives in here? Mine is a testament to his miracle working. I just love Sundays like this where we can just all come together and lift our voices and let them move in our hearts as family units and as a body of Christ. It's just such a good sweet time. Can we sing that just one more time? Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't see you The other kids want to come up and sing with us you can't Never stop never stop working never stop never stop working even when i don't feel it you're working even when i don't see it you're working. adults up here we're just so thankful for all of you oh, thank you we want you to have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend but before you take off I want to just remind you again about next weekend we will not be here you can come but we will not be here we're gonna be downtown worshiping Jesus with the community churches at the strawberry festival so park there don't be afraid of the crowd wear your valley tees we would love to see you there. Have a blessed week. We'll uh, we see you there downtown next Sunday. Be blessed. And when you're in Troy, Ohio, come stop by the map.
3: Absolutely. And if you're not local, don't worry because we are here for you. We aren't local. We live in Alabama, and maybe you also live in another state and enjoy being a part of the Valley's E-Family. And we are so glad that you are. Remember, we have chat hosts that are on right now, and if you need prayer, they are ready to pray for you. It actually happens in a private message, so you can share with them details or just allow them to pour the love of Jesus on you through prayer. You can also text PRAYER to 937-358-6565. And if you're wondering where our other half went, Aura, well, she's a preteen. She's off babysitting next door, and we are thankful for her, well, thankful for Otto, and most importantly, we're thankful for you. We're glad that you came to be with us today. Remember to like the Valley Troy page so that you get notified every time we go live. And guess what, Otto? What? Next week in Troy, Ohio is the Strawberry Festival. <gasps> I know, I know, I wish we could be there. If you can be there, make sure you stop by Declare on the Square, which is happening right there in downtown Troy. And again, if you can't be there in person, don't worry, we're going live from the event. So you get to participate too. The Valley Troy is joining up with seven other churches to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ right in Troy, Ohio. Isn't that so exciting? Yeah, so exciting. Well, friends, we are grateful you were here with us today. Like the Valley Troy, share posts just like this one. And remember, we are here for you. You can use that texting phone number to reach out to me or any of the staff to ask questions, to get prayer, and to share your praise reports. Have a great week, friends
0: thanks for joining us today to stay up to date with our weekly messages make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media you can check us out on instagram facebook youtube or download our app to stay connected with all things the valley and if today's message impacted you share it with a friend because changed lives change lives